When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Hal Blaine. And when I'm not behind my beautiful set of drums, I'm listening to the Rock and Roll Archaeology Project. You should too. History in five songs with host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Welcome back to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff brought to you by Pantheon Media. Okay, so this is our third in a trilogy, so that makes it the last, of course, in our uh, celebrations of the 40th anniversary of the new wave of British heavy metal. And like, uh, like the wonky episode that I did on honorary new wave of British heavy metal bands, we're going to go even deeper and, uh, and possibly even more controversial. I've had a lot of debates with people about this. Um, you know, why, why are there honorary new wave of British heavy metal bands? What does that even mean? Well, we are going to take that one step further this episode. Um, our, our previous honorary New Wave of British Heavy Metal bands was actually bands from Britain, but now we are going to talk about some honorary New Wave of British Heavy Metal bands that aren't even British. Um, okay, so let's get things going. Um, why are we doing this? I guess in, in a general sense, there are a tranche of bands that just seem to be part of the whole thing um, that, you know, all of us as young headbangers were loving these bands and, uh, you know, to the point where people almost had slipped their minds whether they were even British or not because they were right in the thick of it making this great music uh, that sounds like New Ava British heavy metal music and uh, and just participating in the whole thing. So anyways, okay, so so to get us going, the first one of these, uh, I am going to pick Riot. Uh, Riot is from uh, New York, I believe kind of the Long Island, New York area. Um, so they are obviously an American band. Um, this is Swords and Tequila. Take a listen.
Okay. So why is Riot part of the uh, honorary new wave of British heavy metal band Trench? Um, so basically, this whole lead up to the new wave of British heavy metal is interesting because there weren't a lot of heavy metal bands anywhere in the world. I mean, there were there were handfuls of bands that, that we all loved as kids growing up. Your likes of uh, Ted Nugent and Aerosmith and Kiss and Black Sabbath, your I Heap, Deep Purple, Blue Oyster Cult. There weren't tons and tons and tons of bands. And, you know, importantly, there wasn't really a lot of that second wave. I've spoken before about the second wave of the British bands, Judas Priest, Rainbow, uh, you know, UFO, Thin Lizzy. But in the States, there really wasn't really much in terms of baby bands coming up that you could call <clears throat> heavy metal bands. There was Derringer, there was Stars, um, not very heavy bands, but along comes this band Riot with a debut album, kind of an indie debut called Rock City, uh, 1977. They follow that up with a much heavier and much more professional album called Narita, uh, 1979. And then along comes Fire Down Under, 1981. Absolutely killer, greatly recorded, super professional, very heavy album. Um, and it has a bit of a British history. So Riot already had been over to Britain, you know, which is odd for a baby band from the States. The British um, journalists and writers and people at the Soundhouse and all these kinds of things, the DJs, they all loved Riot to the point where there was even a petition put together to get the band signed to a major label over there because basically... You know, when it when it came to the States, there was kind of the old guard. There was uh, a little bit of an oddity in Van Halen and, and you know, the British magazines like Kerrang! and Sounds. And, uh, you know, they were all they were all digging this stuff. Metal Forces. They were they were all they all loved Van Halen coming up. You know, when Motley Crue started coming up, they liked that, too. But the point is, Riot was the band that felt and sounded most like a new wave of British heavy metal band. So. I had to put this in here. This is our first entry. These are all coming in roughly chronologically, although the next bunch is all from 1982. But that was 1981, Riot, Fire Down Under, probably the baby band, the scrappy, feisty band going over to Britain, making this music that basically sounds the most of any, basically any American band like a new wave of British heavy metal band. Okay, moving on. Uh, number two, uh, History in Five Songs, Honorary New Wave of British Heavy Metal, Part Two, Not Even British, uh, that is my official title for this, is Accept with Restless and Wild. Um, yeah, so this is the title track from Restless and Wild, song called Restless and Wild. Take a listen. <laughs> song um love except i actually wrote a book on that band um what did i call it metal heart um 
something subtitle. I wrote a book on Accept. I wrote a book on Riot. You can see these at uh, at martinpopoff.com. But Accept, Restless and Wild, uh, I, this song is near and dear to my heart because we had a band in the 80s and I was the drummer and we actually played that song, Restless and Wild. Love that, love that track. Um, but this is full of all sorts of crazy, awesome songs. So why is Accept an honorary new wave of British heavy metal band? Um, well, it's because they are a true baby band. They are considered the baby Scorpions. They're German. So they're the band that comes after Scorpions. Um, so they are coming up exactly when the new wave of British heavy metal is coming up. They have kind of a weird uh, ACDC-ish uh, direction album called Accept. But after that, they have a second self-titled album. Well, that, ex that first one is called Sometimes I'm a Rebel. But the second one, Accept, Accept, called uh, Chainsaw album, sometimes Chainsaw cover, because it has this this uh, this society lady dressed up holding a huge chainsaw. Uh, it is balls out, absolutely crazy heavy metal. Um, and so, so they are in there making this fairly extreme sound. It's almost like a speed metal sound. They've got an extreme vocalist in Udo Dirkschneider. But the next album, Breaker, is an absolute classic. It's a masterpiece. It's so well recorded, and it's got a variety of cool heavy metal. You know, German bands, it, it was always looked upon that when they when they got heavy, they really did a great job of it. And I mean, Scorpions is, is the, the, the big precursor, of course. But... They come along with this second or this third album called Restless and Wild, and it's got Fast as a Shark on it, which is considered one of the great proto thrash slash speed metal classics. The whole album is totally heavy except for one song. Um, really cool, classy. It's got a gritty sound. Um, so grittiness is being part of the new wave of British heavy metal. It's got this extreme vocalist. It's completely committed to the cause. It's got this album cover that's like, uh, well, okay, so the British album cover has a, a a pair of you know tilted up against each other burning flying v's uh what's more metal than that and then the other covers got a, a live shot and it's red it, it came out on red vinyl it came out uh it so that's the other thing it came out in britain on a british label uh the second version and and they changed the cover art completely for it so it so it gave it some british cachet there so except is in here basically as a band that sounds perfect for this new movement um they sound like they're right in there they just happen to be German, i.e. New Wave of British Heavy Metal, honorary New Wave of British Heavy Metal band. Um, all right, I'm out of breath. Let's take a little break, and uh, I will be right back. When we dropped the first few episodes of Rock and Roll Archaeology into the feed three and a half years ago, little did we know that this telling of rock and roll history would become a pantheon of rock and roll podcasts. Since many of you first joined us on our rock and roll exploration, the halls of the rock and roll pantheon have filled with shows like Deeper Digs in Rock, Rock and Roll Librarian, Muses, Art of Rock with Caution Friends, Real Rock with the Reverend Andy King, Miss Pamela's Pajama Party, Vinyl Snob, and more. We are proud of this one-of-a-kind approach to an audio magazine of high-quality shows. That is Pantheon, and thank you for your support. We couldn't have done it without you, our diggers who listen to all of our shows. And now, we are excited to let you know that every show available as part of Pantheon can be found in their own podcast feed to subscribe to in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the shows you've come to love. 
We look forward to adding more shows to fill the halls here in our Pantheon of Rock and Roll and find them all at PantheonPodcast.com. Keep up the rocking. All right. Back here on History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. We are looking at, officially the title is, Honorary New Ava British Heavy Metal Part 2, Not Even British! Exclamation mark. Okay. Number three in our uh, honorary bands is Crocus from Switzerland. This is Save Me. Take a listen. So that saved me from one vice at a time. So Crocus are a band with a long, weird history. They've got some super arcane, strange albums way back in the past. But they started climbing out of the primordial muck with the likes of um, Hardware and uh, what is the other one called? A hardware uh, Metal Rendezvous. That's it. Hardware Metal Rendezvous. Um, but they really get going with 1982's One Vice at a Time. Um, they are accused of, totally warranted, but they are essentially the baby ACDC, uh, along with Angel City, or aka the Angels who are from Australia. But One Vice at a Time is laughably sounds like a perfect perfect acdc album with a few little twists but other than that you know long stick goes boom was the big hit off of it it totally sounds like acdc um so this has saved me i played this to be a little bit mischievous because it's got a little bit of a teutonic uh germanish sort of part in there crocus doesn't do that too often like i say it almost always sounds just like acdc but they are in here as part of this uh, because of, you know, it being, you know, the good reception to Metal Rendezvous, the good reception to Hardware, the effusive reception to One Vice at a Time. And then after this, uh, they did an album called um, Headhunter, uh, 1983, which has quite a Judas Priest type sound. Um, one of the things that's kind of, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a, a stick that is, uh, that is uh, a, a knock on Crocus is that they tended to uh, soak up the influences of bands that they toured with so headhunter uh uh, has the influence of Judas Priest because they supported Judas Priest and then after that they went kind of hair metal because they supported Def Leppard uh, ostensibly. Um, so they were kind of downhill after that, after Headhunter, but basically Headhunter from 83 and One Vice at a Time from 82, they were right in there. Uh, all of us loved, uh, all of us fans of the new wave of British heavy metal, British people themselves, I'm not British, I'm Canadian. Uh, we all loved Crocus, they were all kind of part of this whole thing. They had the logo you know the consistent logo which is a cool new, new wave of British heavy metal thing um, uh, so so they felt like a big part of this thing so they're essentially a baby band as I say coming into the rock consciousness essentially 1980 which is the year uh, this whole movement gets going okay 
Number four. Oh, and by the way, I just recently finished uh, writing up. You can get these at zunior.com. Two long, long documents. They would be chapters if I ever did a Crocus book. I don't think I'm going to. But I did uh, these long documents, $1.99, and I think the other one, $2.99, on one vice at a time and Headhunter as ebooks. You can get those at zunior.com. Uh, okay, so number four in our honorary New Wave of British Heavy Metal, part two, Not Even British. Um, is Y&T. Uh, this is Open Fire from Black, uh, from Black Tiger, also 1982. Take a listen. All right, so that's the opening salvo from this album. Uh, Y&T, the British people loved Y&T. I loved Y&T. Uh, they they um, made two records in a row uh, uh, produced by Chris Tangerides, who is the quintessential, God love him, super nice guy. He's, he's now passed on. Um, but he produced Tigers of Pantang. He produced uh, Thin Lizzy's last album. Uh, thunder and lightning uh, but he's producing uh y&t so y&t has that british connection also i believe uh black tiger i know my uh copy of black tiger was uh was a uk import but i believe black tiger came out in the uk even before it came out in the states and that always gives them a little bit of a you know a, a heartwarming connection to britain but also they toured over there um they you know i remember in sounds and kerrang there were always lots of ads for y&t they were putting out 12 inch singles uh you know uh, you know nice cover art illustrated cover art they had the big logo they absolutely felt like a new wave of british heavy metal band they are a second wave American uh, metal band. Their first album was 76, uh, just called Yesterday and Today. That's when they had the elongated name. Uh, the second album, absolute classic. They were considered the baby Van Halen at this point, struck down 1977. Um, they were on London uh, Records, which was considered a little bit of a bad place to be, uh, just as easy top. Um, so they had those two records on London, then Turmoil, uh, they had to move on. Their next record was called Earthshaker, 1979, that was on A&M, more Turmoil. So um, basically there's this long gap before they put out these albums. So basically uh, the two albums that feel so much like uh, New Wave of British Heavy Metal albums are Black Tiger and the follow-up Mean Streak. Uh, these, are the, the, these two go together, they have kind of matching cover art. And absolutely, they feel like part of this whole thing. The British loved them. They toured over there. They were over there. They were playing with all the new wave of British heavy metal bands. Y&T, love them. Hails to Dave Manichetti. Okay, moving on. We are now at our final entry. We are at number five, History in Five Songs uh, with Martin Popoff. Um, honorary new wave British heavy metal part two, not even British. This is Manowar with Hail to England.
All right, so why is Manowar part of this thing? Okay, so Manowar are from upstate New York, so they're an American band. Um, their first album is 1982, uh, Battle Hymns. Their second album is 83, Into Glory Ride. Um, but, okay, so we are at uh, the last chronologically as well. Hail to England came out in, uh, in February of 1984. I consider 1984 the last year of the new wave of British heavy metal. So this is just into 1984. Um, why are they important here? Okay interesting story with them they felt um they they're they're kind of hotheads these guys they have this kind of big ego thing some of it is kind of a put on some of it is playing to these man of war characters they are these tough you know viking guys from upstate new york it's all a little laughable but it's all cool god love them i love these guys eric adams joey DeMaio. um but basically so they, they, they sort of got their backs up about how America wasn't supporting them because it is a laughable sort of image they had. And they had a weird sound too. It's a weird, clanky, um, kind of weirdly recorded, loose bolted sound. It featured bass guitar in the same way Rush features bass or Talus features bass or Motorhead um, because Joey, kind of the leader of the band, is the bass player. Um, kind of a virtuosity to them, but um, but kind of in it, put, put in an ill-put manner. Kind of hard under hard to explain. Uh, it's just kind of a weird, obscure sound. Um, and, and super heavy, and they have this kind of thing where they're known for playing crazy loud, um, definitely, I've, I saw them twice, uh, once in Vancouver, BC, once here in Toronto, where I'm from, uh, and they were crazy loud in this, in this uh, you know, small theater that they played in here in Toronto, uh, the Opera House, legendary venue. Um, but the cool thing about Hail to England is, so I was actually in Victoria at the time, uh, shopping at Lyle's Place, our cool, awesome run by Lyle, um, this this killer place where all the all the UK imports would come in. And my copy of Hail to England was a UK import. And I believe, I'm not even, I'm not positive about this, but I'm not even sure it ever came out in America. If it did, it was after the UK issue, was, which was, uh, you know, mega forces is tied up in this whole uh, Johnny and Martha's Azula thing, I believe, uh, the way this all works, Music for Nations. Uh, but anyways, my copy, I distinctly remember the thick plastic sleeve in the Lyle's Place, a uh, little sticker that went around the corner that closed it up because UK albums, of course, UK imports didn't come with cellophane on them for the most part. I don't know if you remember that. Um, so this album came out there um, and the big thing about this is the song is called Hail to England because the narrative that Manowar had is they had their backs up that they weren't supported in America. They felt they were absolutely supported in the UK. And why? Because they were cognizant. They had their ear to the ground. They knew that there was this great new wave of British heavy metal movement. Um, and the UK loved them. They were always in Kerrang! magazine, you know, in their, in their furs and they're, you know, pumping their fist and looking all metal and being metal. And that's the other thing. They were the most uh, champions. They were the biggest champions of metal in terms of their lyrics and their look and their album covers. They loved metal, even more so than, than Judas Priest and their identification or Saxon and their identification. Manowar was the most metal band. They would you know, talk about it in, in interviews in, a, in an amusing manner, how, how pure they are. And if you're not metal, leave the hall and all this kind of stuff. Um, 
So Hail to England comes along, and the song is literally a love letter to England. Uh, you know, from across the seas. We came across the seas, the Vikings to conquer England. Uh, and that is really kind of, uh, it, it gives them this extra weight in terms of they are writing about their love for England. The album itself is called Hail to England, and there's, I believe, in the cool cartoony cover art, you know, there is the, there, I think the British flag is there, or the English flag is something, or something. But the point is, is that, they are they are literally forsaking their homeland for England uh, on this song and on this album. If you listen to the lyrics, and uh, do they have a new wave of British heavy metal sound? Not particularly, um, because they have this cool, unique sound all their own. Uh, there are there are many new wave of British heavy metal bands that are like that. It's actually probably a cooler thing in terms of creativity to completely have your own sound and Man of War definitely does have that um, but it is truly pure heavy metal and they are in here so they are a fitting band for our fifth and last entry they are last chronologically and they are writing a love letter to England so that is suitable um, okay, that's it. We are done here. Um, we are done with our honorary new wave of British heavy metal, not even British. Thanks again for listening. Um, we shall talk to you next time. Send in comments. You can Facebook me. You can go to my site, martinpopoff.com. Uh, my email address is there. Um, but if you can remember it, it is martinp at inforamp.net. I'm not that great with the Twitter, but I am good with my Facebook. The one thing, oh, it just kills me having a 5,000 friend limit um, because it's the one thing I do properly uh, and it has a limit to it. So I can't grow and grow it. But I also have my public person page uh, as well. Well, so there's there's two ways to see me on Facebook. Thanks again. We shall see you again next time. This concludes, I believe it concludes, unless I come up with something cool. This concludes our 40th anniversary celebration of the new wave of British heavy metal. Hail to England. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.